The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yesterday in the States, you might have seen um, some of the tech giants being hauled over the coals by lawmakers and they were being kind of charged with a whole host of different things and accused of a whole host of different things. One of which was the ease by which children and young adults can access unsuitable material on their smart devices or through these uh, social platforms. I'm conscious of little ears listening and maybe people on the way home from school or after school activities. So uh, uh, don't worry, we, we won't get into any great detail, but this is a really important conversation to have because one of uh, the areas of unsuitable material that they access is, of course, pornography. And Richard Hogan, the family psychologist, the columnist of the Irish Examiner, the author as well, is with me to talk about this because you uh, actually started a petition in this regard, uh, Richard, and I know you spoke to, I think, Pat, um, shortly before Christmas. You're closing in on your kind of signature target. Uh, before we talk about that, how big an issue is this? This is a huge issue, Kieran. Honestly, I mean, this is a serious issue. It's a serious ill in our society. I'm no prude, right? I'm not sitting here in any sort of prudish position. I work clinically. I sit on a, on a board of a National Advisory Council for Parents and for Schools. I'm hearing every day what's happening. And last year I worked in a school where a senior infant consumed hardcore extreme material. And the, I think the key message for parents here is that this is not pornography. This is not, the satia- this is not satiating a normal curio- sexual curiosity, because that's normal. This is not pornography like it was when I grew up in the 90s. There was a channel on TV, on what was it, Channel 18, and it was this German channel. It was all story, like Euro trash type of thing, right? Euro trash, You know yeah. what I mean? It was all kind of satiating a kind of a, a normal kind of sexual curiosity. This is hardcore, Kieran, and I think that's the key message. Yeah. This is extreme. And this is like, you know, nothing we want, our boys in particular, but nothing that we want out there for our children to consume. And how often are you dealing with this in in clinical practice, for example? Every day. Really? Yeah, no, every day. Every day, whether it's a family coming to me because their cousin came into the house and showed their younger child some pornographic material, or it's because a school has contacted me because a fifth class student has been caught in the class consuming hardcore material, or there's something going on in the family, or someone sent an image. It's all this early you know, um, sexualization of our children that's happening. Like what you said there in your intro about Meta being hauled over the coals, they had one point, it was discovered that they had 1.1 million kids under 13 on their platform and mm. they just got rid of a fraction of that off their platform. They don't want less, they don't want, they don't want, they don't not want our children on this thing. They absolutely need our children on it to, to, to garner revenue. The more trafficking, the more that they're consuming this stuff, the more extreme it is, the more they watch it and it just, it just drives revenue. I mean, that's the. This is such a huge issue. I mean, it's, yeah. it's coming out. It's coming into consciousness. It's it's a huge. It reminds me of all the scandals that have happened over the years with big, huge companies. This is just a monster. And these tech companies, Kieran, this is the reality. They're dwarfing states. And what what's the consequence for for those children who are exposed to this really hardcore material oh, yeah. at such a young age? Yeah. Well, it impacts on the development of your prefrontal cortex. And so that means it, it, can, it can increase impulsivity, right? It shoots dopamine to you. And so that's a really important thing. And I, I work with this in couples as well. This is why I talk about it so much, Karen. I kind of get emotional about it sometimes because I work with the devastation of this in my, in my clinic. And I see young couples 
absolutely devastated by it because uh, let's just say that the man and the couple has consumed pornography since a young age and now intimacy, normal, normative intimacy is eroded and it's not enjoyable, it's not exciting. So that dopamine hit, if you get that early and you're hitting that early mm. with an extreme image, it's just going to go more extreme, 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 trying to get that hit and it leads people into all sorts of really dangerous places. Uh, and uh, you and I were talking off air um, kind of about the age at which this might happen and you, you talked about kind of maybe the extreme example of a senior infant mm. or something and my kids are seven and nine and I kind of have often remarked on this show how I'm kind of terrified of the next <laughs> few years because we're kind of getting into the requests for smartphone yeah, oh yeah. period or we will in the next couple of years um, certainly but already you do see the little yeah, chinks of yeah. um, I was going to say chinks of light it's a terrible metaphor to use because it's it's anything but light it's very dark but it's it's like that it's the, the kids it in class in. who've got older siblings Absolutely. or it's the older yeah, yeah, yeah. cousins it's the older lads it, on the yeah. street it's that type of thing isn't it? Oh yeah I have a 13 year old daughter myself and we fought it for a year I saw it in fifth class it started that, that little chink that you're yeah. I saw it in fifth, can, we get a, can I get a phone all my friends have a phone right and all that and she's like why are you so strong against phones my friends are mocking me because you won't let me have a phone that's hard as a parent I'm a parent oh, too terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very hard as a parent because you're thinking, am I excluding them from their group? But I was like, you're not getting a phone till at least confirmation. And she got her phone a confirmation. And then I had loads of rules in place around the phone. But once they get the phone, they disappear into it. I mean, you're, the kid is gone. Honestly, I mean, it's it's really hard and it's really it's really disrupting families. I mean, it really is. It's like the destroyer of worlds in a way. I see it in my clinic. I see mm. families devastated once the phone comes in. The child is up in the bedroom. They're no longer connecting. They're not coming down for dinner. Everything is separate. Everything is just in this device. And it's like we gotta we gotta watch that and hold off as long as we can. And like is, the solution to this is. What I mean, the ideal solution is that you just completely cut off any access to kind of unsafe material. They'll never see anything uh, that is unsuitable for them. But I wonder no. how realistic. No, no, they're always going to see something yeah. unsuitable. No, no, that's that's the reality. It's embedded into everything. Yeah, right. So what I'm, I'm, this is what I'm saying. Okay, sixteen, seventeen year old, whatever. Okay, that's different. But I'm on about a fifth class student, a yeah. fourth class student, a third class student. That's what I'm talking about here. Really, I don't want a fifteen year old consuming this stuff either. But I'm, I'm, I live in the real world. Of course, they're going to consume pornography like everybody else consumed it. And even if they don't want to, Kieran, they're going to consume it because it's embedded in all these social media platforms. So it's not about getting rid of it completely. It's about putting in some robust legislation. This is the key thing here. Okay, to stop. A six-year-old, a seven-year-old. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. I've been saying this for about 10 years, writing in the examiner, nearly every couple of months talking about it, that we're, we're talking about bringing in legislation. Only now we've got a new uh, media regulator, uh, Jeremy Godfrey, and I was delighted to see his report. But then at the end, there's always a sting in the tail where he said, or... or or legislation won't be exactly prescriptive. And I was like, come on, what the hell does that mean? You know, it's not going to be prescriptive. It's like saying, we're bringing in laws for alcohol, but vintners, vintners can decide what that is. It's like, it's ridiculous. You're it's still futile. asking those kind of social media platforms or the big tech companies to essentially kind of... Rule themselves, yeah. Mind themselves. And there's Meta have like 3.5 billion right platform users and they've got and they're always boasting about this 40,000 moderators and I'd say that's grossly uh, exaggerated but if you break down that and the maths is 0.001% of their resources is going into modifying and mm-hmm. moderating who, the content on their platforms that is gross negligence that's unscrupulous so how then do you allow for the reality that pornography will exist, but then prevent young eyes from accessing it? Yeah, well, that's the key. You, you, pornography is always going to exist, yeah. right? It's 
uh, trying to prevent children when their brain is so in the stages of developmental, you know, when they're when they're and the structures of the brain are so vulnerable and when they're so vulnerable to the suggestibility of what Mm. they see and they believe that to be reality. When they get a bit older, their brain becomes more, you know, uh, advanced and more sophisticated because they can see then that that's not actually reality and that's acting to to some degree. But when you're like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, that's a different story for your developmental developmental brain and the maturation of your brain and it's like we don't want our kids consuming that because if there's a vulnerability and this is the key thing it's not it's not that every kid who consumes pornography is going to have a pathological idea about, about women right that's not true yeah. but if there's a seed of vulnerability if the child is growing up in dysfunctionality if there's something in that child's life that isn't you know really yeah. that good that can satiate a very dangerous pathology right and it's like that's not what we want how important is it that children are kind of equipped with the confidence to talk to their parents if they do see this type of thing, the that they don't kind of internalise it. That's the key. That is such an important question. And to what I'm saying to parents all the time, I talk every night nearly in schools all over Ireland and I'd say, don't use the phone as a parenting tool. You know, if you say, give me the phone, give me the phone, that's gone for a week. Your yeah. child, whatever happens, they're not, going to, they're not going to tell you what's going on in the world because they're like, dad overreacts. He's yeah. going to take it. And, and, and the reality is the phone is their lifeline. Yeah. Sit in any bus or sit in any in any restaurant or sit in any tube, and you'll see that this is their absolute lifeline to their their network of friends. Mm. And so that's okay. That's what I say to my daughter all the time. If you see anything, we will not confiscate the phone, right? We will not judge you. That's what I'm always saying to her. We won't judge you. We'll support you. We'll give you some good advice around what you've seen. But please come to us and talk to us about what's going on in your life. But I also check it then as well, Karen. I make sure that I check it. I say, show me your phone. She's not delighted. She can't stand me when I come along and say, yeah. you know, give us the phone there. I'm checking it. I can see the skull, right? But I can handle the skull because I'm not her best friend. I'm yes. Her, I'm her parent. And if I'm her best friend, she's positioned me in an inverted hierarchy. And, and I, I know kind of in the, in the context of, of all of this kind of um, new technology, uh, this sounds kind of old fashioned, but is there a time and place as well for kind of the old kind of rules and regulations as well that you kind of say, listen, during these times, all the phones go away. Yeah. And that, that's that's true for mum and dad as well. Our phones are going in the press oh. or in this room, we don't have phones or around the dinner table, we don't have phones, whatever it is. If you're bringing any policy, it's so important, Ken. It's a great point. You can't, you can't, you, well, teenagers in particular have a heightened sense of hypocrisy. If you're <laughs> yeah. sitting there and your device going, get off they your phone. They have a heightened sense of injustice. Yeah, injustice and, and, and hypocrisy yes. and victimization, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you're sitting there, and this is what teenagers would say to me, my dad's such a, you know, yeah. he's so full of it because he's on my phone. He says it's only his emails, but I see him scrolling in. Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so we have to be, the whole family has to have buy-in there. And I would say always, the you need embedded into your everyday life, everyday life, you need moments free from technology. That's such an important part of our lives going forward. And the the upshot then you hope of the petition is yeah. what? Is that is that the kind of, the rules that the new regulator talks about that they will actually have teeth? Yes, absolutely. And they'll be prescriptive. And that's so when my, I've got a six-year-old, a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old. If my nine-year-old or 10-year-old hears about pornography and goes onto a phone, she can't get onto it. She has to put in her ID and she has to put in her email and that will stop her. Mm. Like she, if she goes into a shop to order to buy cigarettes or alcohol or vapes, she has to show her age. 
And I mean, come on, like we know that pornography is dangerous. We know it's damaging the kind of developmental structures of a brain. We just need it in place now. We need we need the regulator to be strong yeah. and to have teeth. And you say we know, like, I mean, at the same time, the, the regulations to a degree are not prescriptive. I mean, do you think the penny has dropped? We wouldn't let the cigarette companies, the tobacco yeah. industry kind of self-regulate. I mean, if you suggested it, you'd yeah. be laughed out of the room. But th- think about how long it took us to get there. Yeah. So we're in the moments of kind of waking up to consciousness. I do think... I, and I was only speaking to a politician last night. I do think the penny is dropping, but I do feel that these companies are dwarfing states. They're, they're a law unto themselves. And maybe a bit of fear in Ireland, given fear, their footprint the amount as well of money the they generate. Economy. Yeah, exactly. The amount of money they bring into the economy. There's all that. But we have to put our kids first before any money here. We have to think about the future of our, of our children's lives here because these things are massively impacting on our children's well-being. The Attorney General, or the, yeah, the, the Surgeon General in America last year, last summer, came out to say that that these are really impacting on teenagers, particularly teenage girls. That's a warning shot. We need to we need to listen to it and we need better legislation. I know lots of kind of school WhatsApp groups and stuff would have had the petition shared. That's certainly uh, uh, after you were on Pat Kenny, how it came across my radar as well, uh, shared in a school WhatsApp group. If people want to find it though, how do yeah, they do it? thanks Karen. If you go onto my Instagram, onto official Richard Hogan dot, uh, official Richard Hogan, you'll see it's on my link tree there. Just please sign it. I want to get as many signatures as possible. So when I do go to government or meet the Tornister or the, the Taoiseach and talk to them about to show them that there's such a will in the people to change this. I mean, that's so important. Richard Hogan, family psychologist, columnist with the Irish Examiner. Richard, listen, thanks a million for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.